Welcome, I'm Ryan Hicks, and this is Modern Business, the podcast to learn from franchise business leaders and explore new business technology. Our community is about sharing knowledge and tools that help us achieve our goals in business and beyond. Thanks for being here, and welcome to Modern Business. Welcome back, everybody, to Modern Business Podcast. Uh, Thank you all so much. I'm sure that we have uh, all had quite a contentious and interesting week, but so really happy to bring you uh, a bit of pause and reel you back into the franchising world that we all obviously love. Uh, Really excited for a very special episode today. Uh, Ryan and I decided that we wanted to try something new, uh, and we wanted to bring in some of our supplier friends um, to basically show you know the impact that they've made on some pretty awesome brands in the franchise space. And you know, one of the first ones that we really thought of uh, was trying to really be revolving around the brand experience. Uh, obviously, COVID nineteen has changed the way that we interact with franchise brands on a daily basis, and. I think that actually the brand experience and the brand ethos and the way that the brand looks and feels and, and, and how you interact with it has, you know, will, is forever changed. And I think that, you know, this uh, wonderful supplier friend that we have from Northeast Color, who we'll be introducing in a second, um, really does a great job of uh, really kind of telling the story of this really um, awesome franchise brand that, you know, I've very recently gotten introduced to in a really big way. So really happy to bring on uh, two folks uh, that we'll be introducing in one second. Before I do that, um, of course, I do want to uh, highlight a couple things here. Uh, number one being uh, that Ryan and I would really appreciate it if you guys uh, do go ahead and subscribe to Modern Business without the E anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, would be really awesome for you guys to be able to listen to more episodes just like this. And uh, if you have questions on how to do that, uh, Ryan and I uh, also do double as the resident millennials for many of our non-millennial friends in the franchise space. So please reach out to us and don't be embarrassed. If you don't know how to subscribe, we are happy to help you. Um, in addition to that, um, please do go and check out franchisewars.com uh, if you haven't done that already. Um, I think that it would be um, really important for folks to go and check out um, you know, Franchise Switchboard, which is something that we've worked really hard on to try and help folks who have been displaced by COVID-19 to find uh, new jobs in the franchise space. And so it is a free service for you guys to go ahead and use. So please go and log on. Uh, for folks who are looking for candidates, there are many resumes for really incredible people that are on there. And for folks who are looking to find some leads for some new people, for some new gigs, um, that is uh, certainly the place to drop on a job listing as well. So uh, really happy to get into my next episode today, everybody. Uh, I have two really awesome guests today. Uh, first of all, I uh, want to introduce a, a wonderful supplier friend of mine uh, who I've gotten to know uh, quite well over the past couple of weeks uh, via email, but luckily we finally got a chance to hop on here uh, on uh, the podcast today. We have uh, Derek Abelman, the marketing manager from Northeast Color, joining us. Uh, Derek, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you, Zach. I really appreciate taking the time to include us in your program. Happy to be Absolutely, here. Absolutely, of course. Of course, and I'm uh, really happy to have you. And uh, you were gracious enough to have you actually a friend of the party today, too, which I think will be uh, really good to kind of talk through, you know, how you guys have interacted um, as brand and supplier partners. And so we also have the chief branding officer from uh, Physical Physical Therapy. Um, we have uh, Mary Ellen Torres on with us. Mary Ellen, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, anytime. Uh, you're you're lucky. I was going to say uh, we are uh, we are Midwest, and we are of course uh, we are of course uh, East Coast, and we are of course a Northeast. And you are obviously down um, in in an area where you know may be a little bit better weather. Typically, that's where the brand is based. Not 100 sure if you're based there, but really happy uh, that you have a chance to join us today, and so we can learn a bit more about the brand. 
Um, the first thing I want to do um, before we dive into the nitty gritty of how you guys interact with each other, if you wouldn't mind just talking about, um, you know, physical for a second and what the brand is all about um, and just a brief founding story just to kind of uh, set the stage here. So, yeah, um, physical is an amazing brand and it's an amazing franchise story, or at least from my perspective. So physical first for your audience who are not familiar with us, physical is spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L and it's physical therapy and balance centers. And we're about seven or eight years old and it is a franchise for physical therapists that um, it, it's a challenging time being a really a small business, especially in the physical um, therapy space or the health space. Um, because there's a lot of consolidations and a lot of challenges, such as leg legislations, et cetera. And so it's a place where these uh, physical therapists can get together and have a non-competitive network. One of our sayings is they're independent, but not alone. We're here to help them as franchising always does for all the franchises I've been in, help them understand the, the business side of their business and help them get uh, a little bit better on that and have support from really strong individuals on an operation standpoint, on a finance standpoint, on a marketing and a branding standpoint to help them grow their businesses and then do the magic of franchising, becoming multi-unit owners and really growing and becoming strong. And we have one of the largest uh, non-competitive networks for physical therapists where they get to brainstorm they get to um, you know, learn from each other, do best practices on each other, with each other. Uh, and we bring in a very interesting, unique piece, which is our balance side. So physical therapy and balance centers, um, where balance is, is helping prevent falls. Um, balance is one of the most undiagnosed uh, challenges for people of all ages. Um, especially in our older population, our tagline is love your life. And if you're having a hard time with your balance, or you're having vertigo, or you're having dizziness, or you don't really understand how some of these things um, make you a little less steady as you're getting older, you don't love your life. You don't get to do the things that you love to do because you're steadying, you're backing off a little. Um, we have found a way through our um, programs and protocols and algorithms for balance, um, as well as some of the equipment that we have for balance to give these patients a wonderful way to build their confidence so they can push themselves so that they can get better. Because one of our, our director of national balance, um, what he was saying is he was helping balance patients, but because they are so scared of falling, which we also know that once you fall, you have a higher risk to fall again and you can get really hurt, um, that they, you don't push yourself to, to the nth degree to get better. And if you're not pushing yourself like an athlete, right, no pain, no gain, you don't get better. And if you're scared of falling, you can't do that. So how we give them confidence first and then get with our algorithms and our protocols, being able to actually get better than better results on our balance is really impactful on changing people's lives. And so our tagline, which we pay off, and as the chief brand officer, I love it when everything comes together, we really help people love their life and at physical therapy and balance centers. So we're pretty unique. 
um, and very excited and we're growing um, fast and furiously. Uh, so it's really a fun time to be with this brand. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I certainly agree. And, you know, as I was saying, you know, to two of your, to two of your colleagues that I know, uh, well, and uh, Scott and Dustin on the development side, you know, you guys are you guys are franchising's best kept secret, and I think that it's uh, I'm excited to you know see that you guys are going to get more exposure as uh, time goes on, and I think that you know that that component of the balance side is something that I didn't really even know that much about, and I was hoping that I would know a decent amount about it after talking to you guys quite a bit the past couple of weeks, and so. I'm um, really happy for us to be able to dig into that a little bit. And I think that that kind of goes hand in hand with what we're, you know, what we're going to tackle today, which is really about, you know, how you guys, you know, at first when you met Northeast Color and Derek, I'll let you kind of talk a little bit about what you guys do briefly before we get into this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at first it seemed like that when you guys met, it was just centered around something pretty typical that you guys do, Derek, which is, which is just digital signage. But I think it grew mm-hmm. into something quite a bit more. And then in, in that Mary Ellen was really kind of in the midst of, trying to execute a complete, you know, rebranding uh, of everything, really, which I think obviously would uh, bring some challenges with uh, some old things that are around the locations that needed to be swapped out, of course. And so, um, you know, Derek, why don't we start and just kind of go through what you guys do? And then Mary Ellen, we can kind of, I I want you to just kind of dig in a little bit more into, you know, what the rebrand, what kind of prompted the rebranding and how um, something like Northeast Color did actually help you up to, to achieve that. Thanks, Zach. Um, so Northeast Color, just a little bit about us. Um, we produce branded interiors for the franchise industry. So what that means is essentially any branded element that goes into a location, um, and that could extend from static signage to wall covering to custom fixtures to, as you mentioned, digital signage platforms. Any element from a decor standpoint that really is going to be able to be standardized, um, that needs to be consistent across the entire franchise, network, we work with our our clients at the corporate level to really determine what all of those elements are. And then we build that into a suite of products that we value our volume price according to, you know, your ambitions about how many locations you plan to open or retrofit. Um, So we kind of weigh all of that in and how much we're going to put on a shelf and how much, you know, we're going to be able to execute for you. We put all of that product together into that, into a suite. And essentially that's a location in a box. Once we finish working with, with corporate and then thereafter, we begin a very proactive relationship with franchisees and, and often maintain a very proactive relationship with corporate as well, I should say. Um, so essentially, we are a location in a box. We take the branding very seriously. Uh, the franchisor appreciates this because we're able to really bring that consistency to the table. Um, we're really able to make sure that everything comes from our machines, everything, the materials, the colors, everything are um, absolutely on point coast to coast, that's that's helpful. We also do a lot of, in our customer relations, a lot of somewhat, I would call it brand custody, uh, sort of brand policing. We don't allow franchisees to sort of slip other things into the mix. We, we keep it, you know, clean and on point. And so that's, that's what we do. And we work with companies across so many different verticals. So physical is, is our wellness vertical, and, and we're so pleased to be working with them. But we also do a lot of work in the fitness space, retail, fast casual, family entertainment. So we're really able to take this expertise that we have about producing these branded interiors and doing, you know, some value engineering to existing signage packages, uh, to just creating brand new products. It changes according to the different brands that we work with. Um, some franchisors, some franchise concepts are at different stages of their evolution and physical was at this very unique, uh, point in its 
trajectory where we met. And just really quick, before I pass the mic back, I want to I wanna, I wanna touch on just one thing about physical that I think is so unique. And I think it's, it's a really interesting part of the franchise concept to apply a franchise concept to something like physical therapy, um, particularly if, if you have a lot of independent businesses or independent operators out there. Um, having access to branding and standards and things like that can actually make a very significant impact, I think, on a client's experience in, a, in an environment like that. I lived in New York for a very long time. I've definitely been to like a chiropractor in a closet. You know, like I've, I've gone mm-hmm. to like a, a quote unquote doctor's room and been like, are you sure? I, this seems like your apartment. You know what I mean? Like that, that kind of a thing, but you go forward with it. But, but to be able to take a different independent operators and bring them under a brand and have that, that confidence, um, and to have that sort of that standardization, it's, it's, it's very delicate. And I think it's a little immaterial in some, in some ways. But that experience is so powerful, and I think that what what Marilyn was talking about here about love your life, about how positive it is, and, and that commitment to wellness, and that commitment to achieving sort of that that state for yourself, and it's a longer journey. I think is really well communicated in the branding, and yeah, I, it's one of the many things I admire about the physical brand. Well, can I tag on something there? Because you do, Ryan, do you mind? Please do. So Derek was talking, which I love about um, the different places in the wellness state. Um, We have a lot of franchise members in our system that are what we call conversions because they have been physical therapists for years. I mean, some of them have had their practices for 20 or 30 years. So they are entrepreneurs. They've run really successful practices prior to joining physical. So when you come back and brand their locations, they do have very strong opinions um, for that. And Northeast Colors really helped us in a sense, keeping, I like custodian a little bit more than a police, because what Uh I try to do is each location is so different. Um, I love your analogy of like chiropractor in the closet because I mean, I've got franchises that are in historical districts that are in historical um, buildings that were old historical homes that they've turned into a business or I've got these big, wonderful, modern buildings that are new. I mean, like I never know what I'm going to get as in, in a location. And so you have to be able to actually influence the character of the brand within each location. So you want to bring the best out of it. And so when I always think of branding to me, and we call them the Fizz fam, um, you know, branding is more like physical or, or family because if you have kids, right, you really want them to have your values and your morals, but you never know what they're going to come out and be like, right? You don't know if one's going to be, you know, a mechanic and another one's going to be a neurosurgeon and they're still part of your family and they still, you know, resonate. They have the same mannerisms. They kind of feel the same, but they can be so radically different. And doing the branding when you're in a conversion model and I don't get to create the building and have a perfectly square box to to execute the branding in, I have to really influence each individual character. So do you have small little rooms because you're in an old Victorian home? Or are you a big wide open gym with 25 foot ceiling? Um, So how do you adapt the branding elements, which comes into our graphics and our package? How do you adapt it to each location? Because 
you know, one size in a small historical building is going to feel overwhelmed. And then if you put that same size into this gym that has 25 foot ceilings, it's going to feel like it's a dot on a piece of paper and nobody's going to notice. I mean, like, so there's so many adaptions that we have to make. And so having a partner that's very flexible, that understands that, that actually knows how to keep it looking and feeling like our brand, feeling it's the same. So consumers have that trust and delight and we're managing their expectations when they come into a national brand like physical, but you're influencing the character of the local community. You're influencing the character of each individual building. And still, I'm actually allowing the franchisees that in, in a lot of cases, because their conversions have been their own owners, have their own personality come through and not compete with the national brand. And that's a lot to manage, but that's where the magic happens. And it, it just gives you chills when it happens well. Yeah, I think that the fact that you guys were able to achieve having that more unified look because there were a lot of there were a lot of conversions, the the fact that you were also able to make it modernized and to allow them to have a little bit of personality because they, you know, all the real estate spaces were quite a bit different. Um, but also, you know, in addition to that, finding a way to have a clean start forward as a brand together. Um, is a Herculean effort. And the fact that you guys were able to figure out how to do all of those things in conjunction with each other um, is pretty impressive. So I think that, you know, whatever you guys were trying to achieve, it seems as if you have, um, which which I think is really great. But I think that, you know, what prompted it is uh, also pretty interesting. And I think I want to ask you, Mary Ellen, when um, just advice, you know, as somebody who really looks at a brand refresh, you know, what really, what kind of questions are you asking of your brand? You know, what kind of compels you to do something like that? Was it trying, were you guys trying to reach, you know, a new franchise development goal? Were you guys trying to, you know, take a new direction in terms of how you were presenting yourselves? I mean, everybody has a reason, but um, was there anything, you know, that came to mind to you, um, you know, aside from trying to bring everybody together and having consistency, which is what franchising is all about. But was there something in particular that really, you know, was there like a turning point that you were like, all right, like this needs to happen now? Um, I, you know, let me, like, I have to step back because uh, there's two sides of this that I'm going to talk about. Sure. And um, I've been doing branding all my life. Mm -hmm. um, before branding was before people knew what the word branding really meant. Cause it's right. really, branding's not really about, uh, a, a, a design element or a color. Mm -hmm. Um, brand is so much about, um, everything that you do is aligned to your mission and your cause and your values and yeah. expressing those in a way through has high integrity of your values. And to be able to get that done, you know, first you have to really define what your values are. And a lot of people, when they do branding, I think they make a mistake because they pick values that aren't necessarily ownable. So things like um, integrity. Well, if you're in business, please have integrity or nobody's really going to last with you. And I want to build a brand that's going to be here for a hundred plus years. Mm -hmm. And so integrity just is like table stakes. If you don't have it, try something else. 
right? So it's, you can't necessarily use integrity as a core value. Um, you have to have core values that are ownable to the brand, to the location, to, to the national brand that you can differentiate yourself on that it makes it really hard for people to replicate. And they, and in order to do that in a franchise system, especially a legacy system, because we're doing conversions and the system was seven years old when we had started the, the branding, the, the rebranding efforts. Um, you don't want to throw, I call it, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. The baby's good, right? We just need to clean up or freshen up the bathwater. Let's make it warm again. So you have to understand what's really unique about the brand and bring it out. And I can remember the first time I did this for one of my larger companies, you know, somebody kept asking me, it's like, this is all soft and fuzzy. Like, how do you know that you did a good job? How do you know you've got it right? Because it's, it didn't feel like there was this ROI that you could say tomorrow I'm going to have 10 more customers and they're going to be able to say exactly who we are and what we do. Um, and I'm like, well, it's a Homer Simpson response because when I convey it, when we convey it in such a way that people can follow, they go, of course, that's who, us, who we are, but they haven't been able to put it down on paper so people could follow. Um, if you think your universities all have their theme song, right? I went to Michigan. Yes, I'm from the Midwest, right? Everybody can sing the Victor Valiant, right? Because that's who you are and you believe in it and you understand it and it means something to people. But when it comes into branding, people are like, I'm going to change a logo or I'm going to change a color or whatever. And people are like, okay, so what? You like blue. Okay. You're just the new person that came in and you changed it to blue or green or whatever. But if you can put the words behind it, that everything means something and you can communicate it and people can go, yes, that's exactly how I feel, but I haven't been able to communicate it. Now you have a touch point that everybody gets behind. And mm -hmm. so when I first came on board and we did the branding effort, physical had a really strong brand, but they didn't necessarily put all the reasons behind it. So people um, could say, well, it's, do I have to do this? Do I have to not do that? And that's why I don't like to call it the police, because when you really can influence the character of what's happening, the people get behind it and they don't ask, well, can I do it that way? You don't have to say no. You just explain this is who we are. And then they go, oh, I got to do it this way then. And that's when the branding really happens because you're all on the same page. And then when they look at the design and it comes together, right, not only do they like it and it has to fit within brand standards, right? You can't make it too expensive. You have to be able to figure out how to roll it out. You have to make it workable for people. Then everyone can get behind it. So I really don't like forcing people into anything branding. I like to explain. And then when they, they jump on the bandwagon, then you know you got it right. When they're like, of course, that's us. Then you're like, okay, can you use these words? Can you pull it in? Do you see how it all comes together? So like when we were doing the, and I liked what Derek was saying, he called it a location in a box. I call it a brand in a box because it's so much more than the colors and the graphics on the wall. It's a place I get to go both for our team members as well as our clients. 
So when the clients come in and they they want to finish their plan of cares and they think about us because we help them with their health and wellness. And when they want to be healthier and they want to take it up the next step or something's bothering them and you helped me fix it before, we have to actually be top of mind. But if we remind them about a place where they were hurt or injured and, and it was painful, which is usually what happens with physical therapy when you first start, you're scared, mm-hmm. you're hurt, you're in pain. Like that's not a pace that you get to go. That's a pace you want to stay away from, right? Yeah. So when you start feeling better, I don't want to go there, right? It reminds me of when I was hurt. It remind, it's like why we don't finish our antibiotic. You know, I feel better. I don't need to take these anymore. And everybody's like, finish them, please, right? Because mm-hmm. we don't want you to get sick again. But so we have to be a place that when people start picking up their head because they're feeling better, when they walk in and they're in pain and they hurt, and they're, they're a little nervous and they're uncomfortable, you do really kind of retreat. I mean, your head's down more. Your shoulders are probably a little bit rounded. Um, if you could see me, this would be a lot easier to say, but you can't see me. But anyway, but you know, and then when they start feeling better, they pick their head up. And if they pick their head up and they see an environment that projects reinvigoration and energy and optimism and it's bright and it's airy and they're like I get to come here then we're constantly a place that helps them with their health and wellness they're a place that they want to refer they're excited to be there but it's just as important for our team members I mean like it's a place I get to go to work right Mm -hmm. I like the environment and when you have a partner like Northeast Color that is able to get things through so cleanly to our franchisees and at good cost for them and it's painless for installation, those kind of things, then my team members even want to keep it updated and clean and a place where their patients constantly go there. And then that's where the magic of the brand comes in because it's just every circle of it, they get stronger and stronger and it starts really embodying who they are and how they do their business. And now we're starting to get a little bit more of those systems that the next place is doing it the same way than the next place. And now you're really creating a national brand by influencing the character of the micro local marketing and design. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I get on a soapbox. I hope that makes sense. But I'm so passionate. I love what I do. I really it, it do. It's, it certainly does. Yeah, it certainly does. And I think that, you know, you, you can tell that the passion that you have for the brand through the phone, which I think is um, as somebody who who has written for a living for a long time, that's very difficult to have uh, to, to be able to hear emotion, you know, like that, just based off of the words that you're saying um, in the way that you do. So I think that that number one. That's definitely a great thing. And I think that, you know, in addition to that, you know, the fact that you had somebody who was able to really help you through that process and to be able to put, you know, the ideas that you have and the feelings that you have towards something and to make it tangible, I think is really well, great too. I have to, I was going to say, let me give Northeast Color kudos because I'm going to tell you how this actually came about too mm-hmm. with Northeast Color because we didn't know about them at first. Um, so let me, when we started um, the clinic, that our clinic design, so I started with the brand book. I started with, you know, let's make sure we have our words down. Let's make sure we have our core values that are ownable and something that really are us, you know, like, because 
once you have those kind of things down, I can do good creative all day long, right? Because I have the, the, the litmus test to say what's good, right? And what's not good because it, it has to embody our core values and our mission and our vision. So we created a brand book um, and it all came out of that. And we started working with the store design and picking our colors and laying it all out and, you know, having the, the motivations through the lifestyle graphics and making sure they're the right. Well, we haven't figured out the prototype yet. And they're like, it's okay. We'll do it with you. And I'm like, well, okay, but you realize it's probably not going to be smooth because I haven't figured it all out yet, right? I don't know all the colors. I don't know what it looks like. All I know is we've got four walls and a couple treatment rooms. And they're like, don't worry about it. This is better than me doing it alone. And I want to do it with you. And so we had a couple of our franchisees that came on really early um, and kind of lockstepped us through the process, which on one side, it's great. On the other side, it's like we didn't know anything. And so I had my head down and I'm defining the strategies and executing at the same time. And so we had a couple, I got to a point where we knew what we were doing, but I didn't know what our graphic package really was going to be executed like. And we had a couple other sign vendors that we had worked with um, and customer service in a franchise environment is like the answer degree because I need my franchisees to be very loyal. We're asking them to do things they sometimes, you know, they have to trust us to do. And I need my partners to have great customer service. And we had um, a couple things through this process that um, wasn't as smooth as I wanted. And a gentleman kept calling me. And I'm like, I can't talk to you right now. I can't talk to you. I can't talk to you. And he kept, he's like, seriously, you need to talk to me. And I found out my, this was Northeast Color. And my CEO had known them. And so I went and talked to my CEO and I'm like, okay, do you like these guys? And he's like, they have never let me down. I'm like, are you going to make me use them? And he's like, I don't do that either. You make your own, you pick your own vendors. Right. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, but you're telling me they don't let you down. So they're at least worth my time where I don't have time right now to talk to them. And he's like, yeah. So I pick up the phone and I start talking to this gentleman at Northeast Color and he's like, seriously, let me just manufacture some things. Let me come down and see you. I loved it because it was so easy on me. He's like, let me come down with you. Let's walk clinics together so that I can give you through my eyes. And I'm not an expert on manufacturing graphics, right? I'm the brand lady. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. how big they should be. I don't know what all my options are going to be. I don't run the machines, like what's efficient. Um, to drive the cost out for my franchisees, those kind of things. And he's like, let me walk through the stores with you. And I'm like, okay, so got to know him a little bit, asked really good questions. And he really under- started to understand our business. Goes back to Northeast Color. And then I get these pallets of packages, large packages, and they're sample graphics. And I'm like, wow, I like this. I like this. I can see this. I can put it up. I like the color. I'm not sure about the color here. They're like, don't worry. We can work that out. Blah, blah, blah. And we just kept going over and over. Um, not a long period of time, but these great conversations that were fast and easy for me. And I think we had more than I anticipated um, because they were fast and easy. So it was really working with a partner versus working with a sales team. Um and we started, I'm like, I like this. Okay, I'm going to give you a store. And the installation of the store went really smooth, really smooth. 
And then I'm like, wow. And then they caught things I didn't even know. I, I mean, like, I didn't think it was a problem. They're like, we don't like this. We're going to change this. And so that was great for me um, from a customer service standpoint. And then we just kept going through. And I'm like, this is like a little expensive for my franchisees. Like, I'd like to drink, push the cost down. And they're like, we were, th- and before I even got the words out, they're like, we're thinking the same thing. We already, st- we wanted to value engineer. We wanted to think what you think about this. What do you think about that? What do you think about this? Do you have another store we can install? And I'm like, yep, I got one more store coming up right here. So they put it up and like, I couldn't tell the difference through the quality and everything else. And they drove so much cost out for our franchisees. I'm like, Okay you now can have some stores with franchisees and the customer service our franchisees have had no questions. Like in a franchise environment, when you have no peeps for your franchises, franchisees, you want to call them up going, are you sure everything's okay? And they're like, it's great. I didn't need you. It just was running smoothly. So like from my standpoint with a small but mighty team that I have, when I have partners like that, that just really work so smoothly with my franchisees, pay attention to every cost, help us buy value engineer to bring the cost out, and then do things on customer service to make sure that everybody's happy. It's really smooth. Like you just don't find partners like that. And so they just, I mean, like it's, it's kind of like lockstep in having a great partner where we didn't really I feel like I've known them for a lot longer than we have because they've been such a great partner to us and our franchisees. So like, I just wanted to kind of say they, I didn't know about them when we first did this, they kind of did their magic and forced their way into my life and hit <laughs> like a glove. Right. I mean, like, oh, I, it wasn't yeah. like I was looking out going, Hey, I need a new vendor. Were you guys were? Oh. I mean, they're like, you know, and they're just really fit with us so nicely. There's oh, been no hiccups. Mary Ellen, it's I'm a puddle over here. Where do I send the flowers? <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those. This is one of those things, Derek, where you just say nothing and you just let her talk the entire time. Just say yeah, nothing I, and just I, let it happen. I regret speaking just <laughs> now, it, but I had it, to say something. <laughs> It just doesn't work like that very often, you know, and um, it's been great. Our account executive, I just want to give him kudos. He's detailed. He's great. He's focused. Um, It's funny because we project manage, because we have a lot of these going on right now. We have about, we have um, our, our brand and we go through everyone that the franchisee has. I want to support my partners and I want to support my franchisees. Um, so we talk about each one of them and our account guy over there, man, he is on the ball. He knows things before I ask. I mean, I get to the point, I get to zone out on those calls now. I'm like, I don't even really need to be on the calls, which is great. But I mean, I'm on the calls in case there is something a little wacky that happens. And then, you know, they're like, can we do this? Can we not do this? But they always, it's, it's, I never get what do you want me to do? It's like, here's what we think we should do. And are we missing something? What else? Which is so great, right? Because we go so fast. It's like providing with solutions and, and be proactive and think through things. And they're just a great partner that way. Um, so we haven't had any challenges in at least knock on wood, right? Eric, we better not have mm-hmm. challenges going forward. Um, no man. <laughs> even if you no, no, even no. if you do, just say no. Um, so yeah. 
for, you know, just for, to, to kind of put this all in summation, guys, um, just for people that are listening here, what, um, when you're going through, you know, this exercise, Derek, you know, when you, as a brand, when you, when you guys typically run across something like this, you know, what are some of the telltale signs that, that you see when a brand, you know, feels like they, they don't know that they need to go through a brand refresh or something of that nature, but they, you know, but they should, and you're trying to kind of articulate to that, uh, that to them, you know, as a, as a franchise or listening to this, you know, what are some of the telltale signs that you should look out for, um, just in your opinion that you've seen in your experience that would be helpful for folks listening? Um, cause clearly, you know, you guys saw it with Mary Allen and physical, but, um, what, uh, what do you guys look for just so brands can kind of, uh, I, I suppose WebMD themselves a little bit, just so they know just a little bit more beforehand. Yeah. Well, so, so just to start off, uh, to answer that question, um, uh, Mary Ellen and physical, those guys were completely like fully loaded. They had so much ready to go. Um, is, is a, you know, as I mentioned, their, their design control documents were incredible. They were impeccable. When, when we met, they had so much already locked down. These design control documents that physical had created had dimensions, colors, materials, explicit information on placement. Like it was the talk of, of our entire company, you know, when they came through, people pulled me over in the hallway and would whisper, have you seen the physical design documents? And I'd be like, why are you whispering? <laughs> Are we not supposed to have them? Why is this a secret? Um, but no, so like they, physical was all ready to go. They, they had, they were limbered up and, and honestly, like, and thank you, you know, obviously so much Marilyn for, for all of that praise. It's, it's something we, we hope to continue to earn with you. Um, and, and the element that we were able to really bring the price down on, I just want to touch base on this. This, this was an incredible um, design piece that they had. It was one of their main lobby logos. And, and we were able to just sort of, quote unquote, value engineer this by switching out a costly material uh, that, in, that would need a lot of finishing and acrylic top uh, and shipping to get done. And we were able to really just kind of get that same effect with a thinner material, routing it, direct printing onto the material. Uh, we used a material that had a, a natural sort of white profile, white sidelines so that we didn't have to paint that on. So we were really able to just take this product that was awesome the sign that was that was so well designed and just find a way to lower the cost maintain the brand and, and most importantly maintain the effect so so really so like Derek's not telling sorry. you that's our logo that goes in the lobby that he did this with so you yeah. don't understand how skeptical I was it's my logo it's the pinnacle <laughs> piece of walking in talking <laughs> about value in trust and he wants to not change the logo, but change the materials and how he does it. So we get the same effect, but at a, at a yeah. lower cost from a sign standpoint, because I don't ever want a franchisee to spend any dollar because they've got to, they got to make it up in their patients and everything else. I don't want them to spend any dollars. That's not going to get returns for them. And if we can value engineer it out without losing the intent and what he's, he's messing with, like, I need this logo to look like my logo. I mean, mm -hmm. not like it's, he made it, it looks like our logo, but it's the 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 feeling of the same quality that our brand is. Mm -hmm. If I if I can articulate that right, they they didn't mess with the logo. The logo is mine. Oh, but no. They met they they messed with the material, but they still kept 
the high quality that we provide in our service to the consumers and they look in the field and then dropped the cost, like plummeted the cost out of it. Sure. Sure. Thank you, Daria. I I owe you an answer, Zach, and and, and I'm sorry to get to to tangent on that. Um, But just, yeah, so that was just, thank you so much, Marilyn. Um, So uh, some of the things that we see when when a brand might be needing to go through a refresh, and that's, that really is like those decisions, that feeling is pre-existing. It's existing somewhere in the company, probably at marketing, probably at operations, but it's really there. Um, You can sense it in franchisees. Um, And what what Marilyn is describing where we came down and did a site visit, that's so important to us. Um, I, we don't like conducting, we can't do our work over the phone or in zoom. We have to be there at, at some level. And so taking a trip, doing that client visit, go to someplace in the field, look around. How does it feel? Right. How does it feel? Is this sign old? Is it sun faded? Does this look like something that is relevant in 2020 or 2021? You know, like, is this branding that is going to serve you for five years down the line? Does it align with, with many of the things that Mary Ellen was talking about? Does this reflect your current feeling about your vision and your brand? So it's a difficult thing to like, say, look for this, look for that. It's, 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 there's a certain sort of um, immateriality to it. You kind of have to feel it. Uh, But it, but it's pretty obvious. And I, and I think that, you know, for QSRs, for example, if you're using uh, printed menu boards, most people are using digital menu boards that can look dated. I think that if you go to like a food court somewhere and you look around, you'll see a third of them are using digital signage and the other two thirds aren't uh, for the menu boards. That's, you can see one is the future. The other is not. It's pretty clear. Um, You can see if there's a lot of clutter typically, like uh, when it's time to refresh, there's usually a lot of uh, detritus that has built up. There's a lot of like, pamphlets or extra signs or, or things are either overbranded or there's just too much noise. And that's because, you know, the waves are just keep hitting the shore. More and more stuff keeps coming out. Franchisees aren't throwing it away. Franchisees, or we've also seen get attached to certain collateral from a certain LTO or a promotion in the back um, in the last year or two years that they really like the way that this sign is designed and they're not going to move it or they put it up or they allow those to accumulate. So like pack ratting, I think at the franchisee level can also be an indication that like, this is not a a clean moment for everyone and and that everyone has decided or picked a favorite moment in this brand or a favorite style out of the legacy of this brand that, that they're attached to. And that's not, that's not the future and that's not everyone being all together. So we kind of look for some of those, those things when we're doing our site visits. Awesome. Awesome. Well, definitely like good advice for people to, Look out for, and so Mary Ellen, I want to I want to finish with you, um, just in kind of in relation to what you know impact you envision that this is going to have going forward. You know, not only on the brand aesthetic and you know in things of that nature, but you know going forward, where do you think that this is going to impact you know physical as a brand? You know, in general, maybe it's in operations, maybe it's in franchise development or whatever it may be, is there, you know, anything that you guys have already seen returns on in terms of, you know, just having this done in the way that it was? Is there anything that you can put your finger on at all? I think, I think um, it's still a little bit early because um, we just started this uh, executing it um, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. So being able to, and especially with COVID took um, a few months out of, 
uh, sure. growth. Uh, but I think when it comes down from a marketing standpoint, um, in our brand book, I, I put down that we have four customer segments. And my PTs and my balance guys know three of them really well. There's rehabilitation, recovery, and then what we call reinvigoration, which is around that balance element. And then I round it out with this customer that I call retuning. And I think the biggest thing that comes down is helping the patients come back to us for retuning to really get to the point of loving their life. And we have stories. um, I have wonderful stories because, you know, working with physical therapists who are the most altruistic people on the planet um, and all they do is want to help people. And I love it. Um, I love our physical family. Uh, I can't, I've been to a couple other, I've worked in a couple other franchises. These guys are so altruistic and they really just want to help. Um, But they forget sometimes of uh, being able to market themselves because they're helping people. And if we can give an environment that cues the clients that are there through wayfinding and zoning, that when they're picking up their head, they're like, oh, I didn't know you did that too. And I didn't know you did this. Oh, I could do that. Then they start thinking on a couple of things. So I'm going to give you a, a dramatic example of, of retuning. One of our clients um, is a paraplegic and she goes to physical therapy to learn how to work in her in her new reality of being a paraplegic, right? In a wheelchair, those kind of things, strengthening different muscles, doing that kind of piece. And and our physical therapists are are put them above everyone because they're our brand, they're our people, and they did a phenomenal job with her. And then she comes back because she wants to be a paraplegic fencer for the Olympic team. So she's wow. like, retune me. Because I can't hold a, a saber and a foil the way I would if I could walk. Mm-hmm. So retune me. Now you tell me any physical therapist who knows and has been trained to do that. So they do it, right? But they like you can't go to a class and say I'm going to do this piece now. They pull it all together. They get her, and she is on the paraplegic Olympic team for fencing. And that's a perfect wow. example for retuning. Um, another kind of example is our veterans who are coming up into Veterans Day. We are one of um, the, we've been nominated, one of the best franchises for veterans. Um, I'm very proud of our veterans and par- very proud of what they do for our country. Um, but they, they get amputees and they have challenges that they're coming in. And a veteran was an amputee. And um, we helped him out with everything. And then he wanted to throw the shock put. So we helped him love his life and fulfill his dream to help him with the shock put. So these, I mean, we do little ones every day that are just as important. Um, Another one that's one of my favorites, and we actually did a TV commercial around it, is uh, one of our balance patients. Um, He's a 92-year-old man who is using a walker because he's unsettled on his feet. He's 92 and his granddaughter is getting married. So he comes and goes Mm -hmm. through our balance protocols so that he can do the dance with his granddaughter without his walker. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what oh. physical is all about. This is, this is where I'm telling you, we pay off. Love your life. If you have vertigo mm-hmm. and dizziness, we can get you steady on your feet, but we can also help retune you to get you back hiking the hills or wow. being able to step up to help, you know, cause you love tinkering with cars. When you have a balance issue, Stepping up on a little stool to get into the engine to retune your car is now like almost impossible. We can help you do that to get back to loving your life, not just getting stable on your feet, but go back doing what you love to do. And that's really what our physical family does for its patients and its clients. Um, And Yes, we do some baseline things, but that retuning customer, and I think our environment's tying it back into the environment. You interact with the brand in the most um, intimate way in our physical environment. So all the things that I can tell you about this, and this is great, but when you sit and you feel it and it all comes together and there's no question because there's not a detour. Like the environment helps you do all the things they just talked about and they believe it because everybody's talking it and feeling it and you're experiencing the brand in the physical location. That's where the magic comes. So when a PT forgets to market themselves and say, please come back because you're a raving fan, I, you know, tell people about us, our environments can help them do that because they go, I loved it there. I liked the people I interact with. The environment made me comfortable um, I felt safe. I felt reinvigorated. It, you know, it's, it's where I want to be. And so when you're thinking about loving your life and you might not be doing it exactly the way you want, physical should be become part of their consideration set and our environment helps them do that. Well, there you have it, folks. I mean, I think that overall, this, this, is, this is what happens when you completely rebrand something is that you can completely flip the way that people perceive you. And I think that you, uh, when you have a wonderful brand officer that obviously has a fantastic vision and being able to use that vision and tangibly put it into place, um, I, I, I personally believe that it's uh, going to make, make a significant difference in your brand if you are somebody who is trying to create that you know, personal experience through retail or, or some type of brick and mortar location, any such way. Um, I appreciate you guys being able to hop on here and being able to talk about this um, and being able to bring this to life for people so they can introspectively kind of take a look back at, you know, the experience that they're providing within, you know, their brick and mortar locations to see if they can do something similar. So Mary Ellen and Derek, I really appreciate the time you guys have uh, given us today in terms of uh, trying to bring um, this kind of case study to life. Thank you. This yes, thank pleasure. you very much. Absolutely. Well, folks, thanks again for listening, and uh, we really appreciate it. For more episodes like this, please go to Modern Business without the E. That is M-O-D-R-N uh, Business, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Thank you all so much, and have a very wonderful weekend. And uh, Derek and Mary Ellen, uh, cheers, and thank you guys again. Thank you.